Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Did a lot of positive responses to Jared Sutton's glamour shot that I put out oh, on Twitter. Did you really tweet that? Oh, I didn't even know that. Well, yeah. Nice. I mean, I, hey, you know, I mean, you took it. You're nice. proud of it, aren't you? I am. See, so am I. I <laughs> love it. Very professional. Yeah. Gotta have one. Gotta have one professional. See, I'm, and I'm looking at this. That's a professional pick right there too. Ooh. It says Kim English, assistant coach, is wearing a suit. Kim always smiling, looks good though. But like, he's also it's just all natural there. Also very serious. Yep. It's been a while since uh, he's been on the show. We're very happy to have him. Welcome to the show, Mister. You don't know, Coach. Coach, Kim English. Hello, Coach. Is, How uh, are you? Is, is is Jared on there taking selfies or something? <laughs> no, he. We found out that he uh, was at a what was it, a business conference? Yeah, or, it's a conference. And there was a photo booth there taking professional business uh, portraits. And he decided he oh, needed, had to get one. His, that's that right. that that's what his new Twitter handle is. I, that's I didn't right. Wanna, I didn't know what that was. I didn't know if it was a, a, there was a, no like selfie. a male a male beauty pageant. If it was wow. makeup, uh-huh. I didn't know. Jared Jared's on the SEC network now. I don't know those guys wear makeup. I don't. I didn't know what that was. Right, but if you if you are a prospective employer and you see that picture, hired. He's hired. I mean, that easy. That was my thought process. Right. You said fired or hired? (laughs) Well, that remains to be seen. Now, Kim English, you are an assistant coach, uh, assistant coach at Tulsa. How how is the career as an assistant coach for Division I men's basketball program? It's a grind. It's, uh, it's It's a heck of a lot harder than it is to play. Um, have gained a great respect and and great humility to what goes into winning you know when you're a player you can control a lot of the winning I mean you can control a lot of the culture and the nuances a lot of the leadership things it's it's a lot more difficult trying to get kids to uh personify that to 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 lead to do the right things to play the right way to to get extra work. Um, so, yeah, I, I have a, a, a great respect and uh, very humbling this past season. Um, we had a tournament team a season ago. We graduated nine seniors. We replaced them with 11 new guys and uh, had some ups this year. We had some great wins. We beat Illinois State. Uh, we beat UConn. We beat Memphis. We, beat, we won at Temple. We had some, some really good wins. Um, and we had some tough losses, you know, and it, it, it was a, we finished 15 and 17 in a tough league, um, but we only lose one guy. We lose one guy, we're returning everyone, bringing in some, some really good uh, uh, guys for next year, and um, it's exciting. It's an exciting time to, to be on staff here at Tulsa. Jimmy, I wanted to ask you just about your role and how it's changed from your first year as a, as a coach to now, or excuse me, in player development, to now being an assistant coach. I know you're now on the road. You're a part of that recruitment process. Just talk about the changes in, in your role and, and the challenges that you've faced here year one as an assistant coach. Um, well, the difference is I now can be on the floor with guys. In, in Division One basketball, only the head coach and three assistants can be on the floor working with the players and instructing. 
and I can call kids and I can go on the road to, to see kids play. Um, so I guess those are the two greatest differences. And I guess challenges is just, you know, juggling all, juggling all of that and along with, with being a husband and, and, and now a father in a couple of weeks. So, you know, uh, as your roles get bigger in life, you still only have the same 24 hours. <laughs> like, you don't get more hours in a day. <laughs> so um, the challenge is being a great recruiter and being great on the floor with our guys, being a great ear, being a great assistant to Coach Hayes, being a great husband to Jessica, and in and, and four weeks being a great dad to Celine. So um, it's managing those 24 hours and trying to be the best person in all aspects of my life is uh that's the challenge jay sut oh i feel so old you first <laughs> come on the show and you're a college kid <laughs> now you're a coach you're a husband you're a father congratulations we're happy for you but man oh man make me feel older thanks brother uh kim english uh, is our guest now, now uh kim we want to talk to you you played several teams uh, that are in this NCAA tournament, and we want to get your thoughts on those. But first, got to ask you, what was your reaction when you heard that uh, that Kanto Martin was uh, going to be the uh, head coach at Mizzou? Well, I was really excited. Um, uh, uh, not too excited because he's, he's a great recruiter, and it's, it's, a, it's a region that we have had a lot of success recruiting the last two years because it's been fun to recruit in Missouri. It is fun to recruit in Missouri. Um but uh, anything would have been an upgrade, and uh, I think Conzo is a good man. I'm friends with him. I think he's a really good basketball coach, and I think he's going to do a really good job at Mizzou. And um, I'm happy that my alma mater made a, the right decision. And um, it's going to get the program back to where it was, where it needs to be. It'll be where it was with Norm Stewart and Mike Anderson and, and Frank Hayes winning 20 games every year, which uh, should be a staple at Mizzou. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's going to get it back to where it needs to be, where it should have always been. Well, first of all, Kimmy, I just got to say that what you just said about not, not getting any more hours in the day, no matter how many more responsibilities you pile on your plate, just hit home with me because my, uh, my kids are on spring break and they're down at my mom's house on the farm. And my wife and I went to dinner last night. We were actually talking about that. Like, we used to do this all the time. Like, we used to go yeah. out to dinner, and it didn't seem like a big <laughs> deal. We haven't gone out to dinner in, like, two years because, because of what you just said. So uh, get ready for it, pal, because once you have a kid, it's just going to be one more thing. Um, well, thanks for ruining my day, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? The, you know, the joy that that little baby's going to bring into your life outweighs all yeah. of the other stuff. and you, 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 Yeah. You know that. So... Um, I'm excited. When you talk about the success you guys have had recruiting in this region from Tulsa, uh, one of the things we've heard a lot about Conzo Martin is that, yes, he, he has those recruiting ties in, in the St. Louis area and in the Midwest. It seems like that's always been a thing at Missouri. Recruiting out of, out of St. Louis, and, and I know Mike Anderson had a lot of success uh, in Kansas City. What, what, mm-hmm. is, now that you've done it on that side, the recruiting part of it, why is it tricky? Why is recruiting in the state of Missouri a tricky thing for the University of Missouri? Um, I don't think it's tricky. I mean, it's, it's, it's relationships. I mean, and we had some 
great relationships, and we had some great players in Kansas City, and Marcus Demon, and Mike Dixon, and Steve Moore, and 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 missed on some good ones. I mean, you know, just in the state, I'm going to say. So, I mean, I think Otto Porter was 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 going to come to Mizzou, maybe, and then uh, I think he had a godfather or something that was at Georgetown, and obviously Brad Bill and Jason Tatum uh, went to. Sorry, not Jason Tatum. Uh, Brad Bill went to play for David Lee's college coach at Florida. Uh, relationships are re- – recruiting is all about relationships. And um, where those relationships are um, affect different things. Kansas City is a place we recruit heavily because of, obviously, my my relationship and Coach Hayes' relationship with Marcus and Mike, and he coached – Shaquille Harrison. Uh, we have a kid from Kansas City coming to, to Tulsa next year, and we'll continue to. I mean, it's been good to us, and those relationships are so, so strong, so it's a comfortability factor, and you just know what you're going to get. Like, I'm all about recruiting city guards. Like, I'm in Baltimore, I'm in Chicago, I'm in Kansas City, because first of all, it's a plethora of players, um, and, 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 and first of all, it's a, a plethora of players, and second of all, they're just tough. And college basketball with a ever-evolving student-athlete, a millennial, the kid, the, the kid is changing. Kids are changing. What, what, what drives them changes, has changed. Competitiveness has changed. Has changed. And I just, uh, I just really trust a tough, hard-nosed city guard. And um, that's how we recruit. Okay, before I ask you about the teams that you coached against that are in this NCAA tournament, uh, myself and Jarrett talked about this. Uh, we've talked about this quite a bit, and I know that you're coaching uh, coaching at, at Tulsa now, but still, you're, you're a Mizzou guy. That's where, that's where you, you played your basketball. How frustrating has, has the past couple of years been for you? Just just to watch uh, from it's afar. Been, it's, it's, it's been uh, it, it's been it's been weird. It, it it's been weird because of. A place that I literally, literally, after losses, sat in my dorm room and would cry. It's a place that I felt so connected to the fans and gave so much of my life to helping that program get back to success. And 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 to, like, feel disconnected from that has been weird. I mean, like, weird. Uh Watch Coach Hayes, who I believe is a, who I know is a hell of a guy, great man. And to watch him kind of get talked bad about was, was kind of crazy. You know, like people say uh, the guy that just left inherited a mess. Like, please tell me how it was a mess. Like, I play devil's advocate right now. Give me something of the why it was a mess. Like, was inheriting a commitment from Kevin Punter, who led the SEC in scoring, was that a mess? He committed to Missouri. He went to junior college in Sedalia, Missouri. That's a mess? Inheriting Jonathan Williams, who's (laughs) all league on a one seed, a team that's 30-1, and is that a mess? Naaman Wright transferred to Colorado. He's in a Big 12. Is that a mess? Jakeen and Gant 
Wes Clark, top 100 recruits? You're playing in a league that gets three teams in the tournament last year? Better this year. Like, you inherited an NCAA violation because of a compliance mess-up? Compliance mess-up. Nothing the head coach did. And coach doesn't say anything. He Coach hates is, and I'm not like, I wish I could be more like him as I sit here and I, I respect him so much because people talk about him and he says nothing. He just, he just puts his head down. He goes to work. He grinds. He gets it done. He wins games. He wins games. He gets the NCAA tournaments. He doesn't complain. And uh, to watch people keep pushing this narrative out, and the narrative has just came so commonplace, and you know where it's coming from. It's coming from a coaching staff. Like, you know, relationships. We have, rela- I have great relationships in that state. So I hear stuff that's said, and something that, that makes me love Mizzou so much, and Jared will tell you this, it's two words that are in that weight room. Mm-hmm. It's two words that are in that weight room that I live by and that I lift weights to every day. Jared, what are those two words? No excuses. No excuses. No excuses. Live by it. The, De- the, 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 the Detroit Pistons fired me because I didn't make shots. The Chicago Bulls fired me because it wasn't a good fit at the time. Like, and to watch the way Coach Haith exited Missouri with class, dignity, never said a bad word about that place, nothing. And to watch disrespect and saying stick it up there, whatever's, that set poorly with me. Because if no excuses is on that wall in that room that I bled in and fought in with dudes to, to win 107 games in four years, and no excuses. Lost the first round NCAA tournament game on a thirty and, with a thirty and five team, maybe the best team in Missouri history. We should have been in the Final Four. Lost a first round game to a Norfolk State team. No excuses. We lost. I don't talk about how I I've nerve damage in my right quad from a knee that I took. I've nerve damage today, today in my right quad from a knee that I took in the Big 12 championship game. Did that affect us in the next game? Maybe. Maybe, but no excuses. Marcus Demons' ankle was the size of a softball. Did that affect us that day? Maybe, but no excuses. <laughs> Norfolk State had an NBA player on that team. A lot of 15 teams, a lot of 15 seeds don't have NCAA tournament teams, but no excuses. So, uh Steven, I told you I wasn't going to do this, but I guess I, I guess I just got a little. I'm just uh, I'm fired up about it because you asked about how the last few years have been. It's been hard to watch a place that I uh, love so much uh, suck so bad. But um, uh, Quanzo's a good man for a lot of substance, just like Coach Hayes, and he'll do a great job there, just like just like Coach Hayes, just like Mike Anderson, just like Norm Stewart. Hey, Kimmy, we got we got to take a quick break. Can you can you come back for a short segment in a few minutes? I, I got a haircut in nine minutes. I'm sitting in front of the barber shop on uh, <laughs> on Eleventh and Harvard. And Priorities. Harvard. He's got to get his. You know. Yeah, man. You got to look, yeah, look good. So so yeah. so for, I got to look like Jared Sutton in his Twitter photo. <laughs> you got yeah, man. Oh, you know what? That's almost impossible. No one can look yeah, that. Oh, come on. 
right. How long is your haircut going to take? Because I, I, we never got to the teams that, that are playing in the NCAA oh, yeah. tournament. That's actually kind of important for because K State's playing one of them. Yeah, and you How know, we, I want to ask you about Wichita State, you know, all those teams, too. We'll, we'll, we'll take like a three or four minute break, and maybe after the haircut or something, we'll, work, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll take the break so we can hurry up and burn that. So I'll, I'll, I'll get right back with you, all right? All right. Hey, hey, hey but before we go, yeah. we, we got to wish Kim English's wife a happy birthday. There you Jessica's go. one of the best. Happy birthday, Jessica. She happy birthday. Birthday. That's right. And, and your cool baby's going to be born right around your wife's birthday. Wow. April 11th, so four weeks later. Okay, Start saving weeks. now. All right, we'll, we'll put him on hold. Jake, try to work so that I with him real quick. We'll take a break. Back after this on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Welcome back to the show. Kim English returns. Kimmy, how did that haircut go? It was good. It was quick. Got it done. Knocked Every- it out. Everything right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. How often do you get your haircut, Kimmy? I'm I'm like like every two to three weeks. Is that too often? Every Thursday. Every week. Every Thursday. Oh, yes. Thursday is haircut day for Coach Kim English, and Kimmy, an unbelievable response on Twitter and email uh, from uh, from what you had to say about uh, Mizzou basketball. Uh, one coach tweeted in, "You were, it was awesome, very emotional, um, and uh, love the passion." Uh, they miss you and all, all kinds of good stuff. So overwhelmingly positive response. Uh, and and the, what I said is this, because I know you so well, and the reason I appreciate you coming on the show is no matter what you say, I always know it's it's the truth and it's coming from your heart. And that's all that was. That was you from the heart talking about uh, a program that you still love, right? You know that program I love and I always love and fans I love and I always love, even when they... Don't love me sometimes. That's how it goes in relationships. Well, you know? that, that's that's uh, it's all good. That's that's how I've stayed married for so long. Sometimes my wife likes me. Sometimes <laughs> me she sometimes she doesn't at all. And <laughs> I continue to love her no matter what. Susan, if you're listening, I love you. We all know that. That's right. Oh, that's boy. good. Happy birthday. I love you too. <laughs> Even in those times, you give me that look. <laughs> we all know that look. All right. Now y- you coached against uh, some teams that are in the tournament. And so I just want to get your thoughts. You guys played Wichita State. Wichita State, a lot of people feel like didn't get enough respect. They're a 10 seed. They're taking on a really good uh, team in Dayton in the 7 seed. Wichita State, do, do you think they deserve more than a 10 seed? And, and what is your, uh, what, what's your scout on Wichita State? What's your opinion of that team? Um, they're an amazing team. They're way better than it. A ten seed. Uh, Cincinnati's way better than six. SMU is way better than the six. I uh, not sure the committee got the seeds right, but it do- it doesn't matter. I mean, don't don't fret about the seeds. You know, I, that was a lesson I learned. You know, we were we should have been a one. We should have been a one. Just be grateful that you're in the tournament. You're going to have to play to advance. So don't worry about the seeds. You're in there. And Wichita State is so tough. They're so fundamental, and they're tough one more time. I mean, they do all the little things right. Um, their guard play is good. I mean, Landry Shamit had a great year this year, and Connor Frankamp is just a microwave. I mean, he, he's waiting to get hot. He's waiting to go off. Their bigs are exceptional. They have a big foreign kid. Can't remember his name. Uh, Steiger, maybe? I don't remember. Um, and um, uh, Shaq Morris. Tough and physical. They have Juco Big, um, Willis. They're good. They're going to crash the offensive glass. They're going to drive the ball. They're going to 
pressure your passes. Um, that's not a team that anyone wants to see in the NCAA tournament. I think uh, Rauno Nerger, if I'm saying his name right. Yeah, Nerger. Nerger. Yeah. I was thinking of Lucas Steiger from uh, Iowa State. Yeah, Nerger. Uh, kid from Estonia. Um, I'm curious because you've been on both sides. Of the, you, you were a Power 5, you know, big-time conference player at Missouri, but now you're coaching at that mid-major level. You just listed off a bunch of the mid-major teams that you thought were underseeded. We heard Greg Marshall go off on the selection committee, and, and he thinks that they even seed the – mid-majors against each other to try to get them knocked out of the tournament. Now that you're on that side of things, do you feel like the selection committee doesn't uh, doesn't properly evaluate the mid-majors? What's the challenge like as you see it from that perspective now? Well, it's tough. Like, like the, 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 With conference realignment, the waters have been muddied. Like, Tulsa's, Tulsa historically has been a mid-major, right? But now we're in a league with UConn in Cincinnati, right, and Memphis, and 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 SMU, who and SMU, who historically was a mid-major, but Tulsa's not mid-major anymore. Like in basketball, that like, like you can't say Power Five in basketball, right? Because by those metrics, Villanova and Georgetown aren't high-major programs. Like, right. so the waters have been muddy. Yes, Wichita State is in a mid-major conference in the Mo Valley, but. Wichita State is a high major program with a high major head coach. Um, yeah, I don't like to see Wichita State uh, paired with Dayton. Um, I don't know if it's done intentional, but um, I, I, I do think that they missed the boat on, on some teams. You guys will see. You guys will see SMU play. And they are an identical team to my senior team at Mizzou. Um, they ain't mid major. Like Cincinnati, you'll see they aren't mid major. So it's gonna be a it's it, it, it's gonna be a exciting week. I'm not in it well enough as the head coaches to know what agendas the committee has and all that stuff. Uh, and, and I agree with you. I, I have SMU beating uh, Baylor and going to the Sweet 16 with local product Semi-Ojale, but I wanted to ask you about Cincinnati. K-State plays Cincinnati now after winning that first four game. How good is Cincinnati? They are tough. I mean, they're tough. They play a zone defense that K-State has seen nothing like in the Big 12. Um, it's an amoeba matchup zone. They all have like-sized guys, a bunch of 6'5", 6'4", 6'6", guys that can all guard. They have a player in Troy Copane who's very similar in his killerness to Marcus Demon. They have a kid named Jacob Evans who's an NBA a player. They have a big and Gary Clark, who would have been first-team All-Big 12. Uh, that's how good he is. They have a NC State transfer named, named Kyle Washington. He's a 6'9 lefty, and you know what he's doing every single time. You know his back to the basket. He's turning over his right shoulder. He's shooting a left jump hook, and he's going to do it, and he's going to make it. I mean, they're a good team. K-State played great the other day. My good friend Chester Frazier is on that staff, and um, I'm excited that they made the tournament. Coach Weber's a great coach, and he's done a, a good job this year playing in a hell of a league in the Big 12. All right, we've got less than a minute, and I'll ask you about Oklahoma State. Uh, you guys played Oklahoma State as well. Do you think Oklahoma State beats Michigan, or do you have the Wolverines? haven't seen Michigan even 
throughout their run. When we lose, I get bitter and I don't watch basketball for like a week or so. <laughs> but I'm, I'm over it and I'll watch again. <laughs> um, uh, Oak State is a great story. You know, they, they, they started the season playing the same way Brad Underwood's teams played at K-State when he was with Coach Martin, played at Stephen F. Austin, where they're denying passing lanes. They're, 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 they're junking the game up. They're physical, brute, great Midwest basketball, you know. And they, that, that carried them through the non-conference. They, they beat us by like five, I think. They beat some really good teams. Um, and then they got in the Big 12 play with great guards, and uh, they couldn't affect those guards in the Big 12 with pressure. So they, they started 0-6 and got away from it. He, changed, he had the confidence and the, uh, the confidence and the courage to change his style in season. And it uh, led to them to make the dance. And they're tough and physical, and they have a great guard. And, um, man, all these names, Evans, Evans, uh, not Jacob Evans. That's, what's the kid from? Jawan Evans. Jawan Evans. Jawan Evans. He's a stud. He's, uh, he's Chris Paul in college. So Ooh. they're really good as well. Kim Mingus, thank you very much uh, for talking to us before and after your Thursday haircut. And maybe we can talk next right. week about some Sweet 16 matchups, my man. See you, brother. Good talking to you. See Nate. And congrats on the uh, on, on soon to be uh, becoming a father, man. We're yeah. real happy for you. Yep. All right. Best thing I've ever done. Thanks hey, can lot, I give man. you some advice? That's right. Yeah. Take a journal in when when uh, when your baby's about to be born. Take a like a like a moleskin diary or something and write everything down that you remember that day. Okay. I go I back and read. I'm going to name it the Nate Bucati Celine English Diary. <laughs> that, there you that's go. the best advice anybody gave me. I did it, and I go back every time my kids' birthdays come around, I go back and read it. It brings tears to my eyes, and you, you won't regret it. Do it. Thank you. And, and don't get caught watching TV. Thank you, Kim English. <laughs> you, know, right. <laughs> you, were got, you got caught watching the Rocky Unless and Bullwinkle show. Bullwinkle is on. Then you got to at least take a look. Back after this on WHB.